Hi, and welcome to a special series on the Iron Woman mini-episodes we're calling Train Your Mind. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I'm here to teach you how to up-level your performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next level performance is closer than you think. Stick around to find out how. Hi, athletes, and welcome to episode nine on the Train Your Mind series on the Iron Woman podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to talk about transitions. So transitions in our world and our races are crucial. They move us from one point in the race to the next. We literally can't complete a triathlon without them. From swim to bike and bike to run, they are a cumulative part of the race. And while you might have a plan that you practice for how you transition, say in T1, goggles and cap off, wetsuit down to your waist before you get to the wetsuit strippers, smooth, controlled, speedy, sometimes that plan is executed to a T. And sometimes you go from horizontal to vertical and it feels like the first time. All sense of order is lost. Sometimes the transition is exactly what we expect it to be. It adds to our overall time, but in a way that we expect and estimate. Other times we look back at results and think, what happened here? Did I take a nap in transition? What in the world? (laughs) And what I want to offer is that the same is true for transitions in our lives. When you say transition jobs or relationships or habits or anything else that rocks your world in a major way, those are the transitions that are inevitably part of your whole story. Some of those transitions are smooth in alignment and come with ease, while others are a bit rocky, might have you stumbling a bit, but you always get to that next stage. These transitions on the race course and off the race course are our opportunity for evolution and adaptation. You don't have a triathlon without T1 and T2. They are as much part of the whole as the swim, the bike, and the run. And the same is true in your life. So if you've had a major transition lately, or, you know, if 2020 just feels like the ultimate transition, consider how it could be playing a part in a bigger version of your future or your story. And this idea also ties into the main topic I want to talk about today, which is motivation. Last week, we talked about minding your controllables. And at the end of that episode, I talked about how you may be in one of two camps, those who are training consistently as if it were a normal year, and those who are pivoting goals to focus on something else, maybe a new hobby or um, an injury or family or work, etc. right? There are other options. And on the heels of that, I also believe that wherever you fall, we naturally experience an ebb and flow of motivation, even if it's not training related. So while you may at this moment be feeling uber motivated, listen on for those times when you may lose some steam or when that fire isn't burning as bright. And if you aren't motivated these days, listen on to learn how to fuel the motivation that you want to have. So let's think about building and fueling motivation like you think about building a fire. First, 
you choose the right spot to start the fire, right? Complete with a ring or in a fire pit to contain the fire, which is like choosing the area of your life that you want to have more motivation in. Contain it, constrain it, focus in one area, and then start small. You don't throw the biggest logs in the fire to get it going. You start small, with small branches, with kindling to get the flame going. And as the, frame, the fire burns, you add more wood and oxygen to keep it burning bright. And you know that as long as you keep adding wood and adding oxygen, it will keep burning because you are the one that's fueling the fire with what it needs. You are keeping it going. When it comes to motivation, it's also important to start small. Motivation, like any emotion, comes from what you're thinking. And often, when we put these big asks on ourselves, when we go too big, we immediately lose motivation because we're thinking, ugh, I just don't want to do that. Or I'd rather do anything else right now. So when you start small, it's a little mind trick to create a positive reinforcement. For whatever it is that you want more motivation in, decide on what's the smallest acceptable increment and start there. And when I say smallest acceptable increment, what I don't mean is what makes it worth the effort. What I do mean is what could start the fire, even if it's just the tiniest flame. What could you build upon? So pay attention there because sometimes our brains like to bully us with things like, well, that's useless. It won't even matter. When ultimately, small is better than nothing at all. For example, if you've taken a break from swimming and you're trying to get back into it, but you notice all motivation is gone to get back in the pool, instead of trying to jump straight back into like 2,000 or 3,000 meter sets, just go for 10 minutes. Because the act of getting dressed, getting to the pool, like physically driving yourself there, leaving the locker room and getting in are all wins. It all counts. And when you see the summation of all of the parts that create the whole, you'll have more compassion for the effort you're putting in and the satisfaction for completing it. What you may not realize is that motivation follows momentum. So by starting small, you are effectively establishing your momentum. After you decide what starting small means for you, then practice repeating that small effort until it becomes second nature. And notice here how this can be relevant to so many areas of our lives. You may be getting back in the pool, or you may be getting back on the bike, or you may be building in more intensity sessions, or you may be adding in a mobility routine or you may be cooking at home more. Choose your own adventure, but use these guidelines because they apply regardless. So after you start small and practice repeating the small effort until it becomes second nature, each time you complete the effort, celebrate it. Did you hear that? Like really, really celebrate it. My favorite celebration is a solo dance party or sometimes with my pups too. But celebrating successes literally wires new neural pathways in your brain. It hits this like internal success button, which sends a dopamine rush into your system, which if you're not aware, dopamine is like the happy hormone. You want more of it. Your brain then sends a signal to lock in that memory by spotlighting it as an activity you loved doing. 
And that is why I love dancing to celebrate because it's like this whole body manifestation of the celebration. And it doesn't require anything or anyone else outside of myself. Well, except a damn good song, of course. So it's always available and it's never in short supply. You see, the more you celebrate, the more you want to celebrate and the more likely you are to repeat the behavior. So celebrate. Along the same lines, celebrate the wins and also skip the drama of the losses. If you don't follow through with what you said you were going to do, assess why and be honest with yourself, make a better plan for next time, then skip the drama and move on. When you indulge in the drama, usually it's because you're making it mean something about you as a person or an athlete. A setback or two doesn't make you a failure, unworthy, or incapable. That type of negative self-talk could be blocking your ability to move forward. Don't waste time judging yourself. Instead, use that time to ask why it happened in the first place. Take the opportunity to assess without the drama. Because drama comes from self-judgment. And I can tell you from experience, myself and the athletes I coach, the motivation that follows momentum does not happen when we ridicule and judge ourselves harshly. Don't forget in this whole process that you're human. And with that being said, you are human with a human brain. You have choice and the ability to decide what you want about the motivation you want to feel. So if you don't hear anything else in this episode, like if you've zoned out this whole time and you're just now rejoining us, listen up and hear this. Stop telling yourself it's hard to get motivated. When you tell yourself it's hard, you literally block your ability to be motivated. When you tell yourself it's hard, your brain goes to work to prove that true. It looks for all of the examples and reasons why it's hard. And if you're not motivated to start something, you're far less likely to be motivated if it's hard. If hard isn't an option, if you cannot describe it as hard, what else could it be? A worthwhile challenge, a step towards your bigger goal, an opportunity for self-discovery, brainstorm 10 other more purposeful ways to think about it and go with one of those instead. What I think is so fascinating is what gets in our way of being more motivated or more consistently motivated is only what we think it has to be. We think it has to be hard. We think it has to be complicated or that it has to be difficult in order to work. That's not true. However, what it does need to be is purposeful. So what's the bigger reason you want to be motivated? What is that reason? Keep that top of mind always. Remind yourself of that often. It also needs to be celebrated. Start small and celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Get your dopamine hit. And it also needs to be without harsh self-judgment. Skip the drama. Your brain will by default offer you the drama, so you have to be intentional with this part. Assess and learn and then move on. This is how you fuel motivation. Regardless of where you are in your training or your life, this is for you. Take these ideas out for a test drive and let me know how it goes for you. You can email me or message me on Instagram. I post other mental endurance tips over there as well. So let's be friends. My handle is at Vanessa Faye Forrester and both my email address and Instagram handle are linked in the show notes. That's it for this week. 
Until next time. You have been listening to a special series as part of the Iron Woman podcast. This episode was produced by Live Feisty Media and edited by me. Thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Zelio Skincare, Noon Hydration, Gooder Sunglasses, Orca Sportswear, Form Swim Goggles, and the Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all websites and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.